Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast. I'm Sherry Budziak, CEO and founder of DataWorksource. Association 4.0 is how we describe the skills needed to navigate Industry 4.0 or the digital marketplace. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast. I am your host today, Amy Williams. I'm a senior consultant with OrgSource, and today I will be interviewing my colleague, Kevin Martledge, about Myers-Briggs. Kevin, before we dive in, why don't you introduce yourself and share your background and experience with Myers-Briggs? Sure. It's great to be with you today, Amy, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you today. And um, you know, my background is pretty diverse. I've spent the last you know 25 years um, working with various organizations such as Xerox, uh, FedEx Office, and a printing company out in New York City, and had the opportunity to work with a ton of like great uh, teams over those years, both on you know individually and, and across the world actually, and um, and just really have always enjoyed kind of the development of teams and individuals to help them reach their their ultimate goals. Um, and, you know, I, my last job before joining the WorkSource team was with the International Society of Arbor Culture, where I was able to, to help certify people to take care of trees around the world. And I really uh, became, uh, fell in love with um, the ability to work with nonprofits uh, at a different level and helping them kind of bring that business aspect to um, running their organization. And, and I, I met Sherry and Kevin, had the opportunity to come and join the WorkSource team, which was just fantastic. And, um, you know, allowed me to, to then provide some of that, that, that uh, you know, background and, and knowledge to organizations uh, around, you know, as part of their team. So where Myers-Briggs came into all that is, is I was looking at how I could continue to, you know, help develop teams in many different areas. Um, I became, uh, you know, introduced to Myers-Briggs uh, through actually my father, who's certified in Myers-Briggs as well. And I went and, and took the, the week-long class to become certified. And, and I feel like, you know, as we go through the podcast, we'll talk about it a little bit more specifically, but Myers-Briggs really just um, provides a framework for people to help understand themselves and, and how they can, you know, use that self-awareness to impact teams. Um, and, and so I've had the opportunity over the last two and a half years to provide, you know, Myers-Briggs at different levels um, to probably over 100 and some people. Um, and just helping them understand themselves um, and what that, uh, you know, their personalities are all about and how that can then translate into, you know, um, you know, enhancing the overall team dynamic uh, in the organizations they're working with. <clears throat> well, I, for one, am excited about this topic. I've had the Myers-Briggs test done before, so um, I'm looking forward to today's discussion. So with introductions out of the way, let's dive into the fun stuff. So okay. for those of you, for those who may not be familiar with it, what is Myers-Briggs? So Myers-Briggs, I'm going to refer to it as MBTI during the podcast. That's all right. It's a little easier to say. Sure. Um, it's, a, it's an assessment um, that's a psychometric personality tool um, that gives you insight into what makes you, you. Um, and the goal is that by developing a clearer sense of that self-awareness and the awareness, awareness of others by using this tool, You'll be able to better frame kind of decisions, reduce miscommunication, understand personal needs more effectively, um, and then, you know, using that self-awareness, how that can then translate to the effectiveness of the team. Um, and all that information that MBTI provides you at that, you know, self-awareness personality type level 
um, is great information to have as you continue to develop your personal leadership style, as well as, you know, impact the entire team that you might be working with. So long story short, it's a, it's a personality assessment, a psychometric, you know, driven tool, very statistically valid, which we'll get into here in just a few minutes. Um, it's used all around the world as one of the most popular um, assessment um, tools out there uh, currently. So I was surprised in preparing for today's interview, I read on the Myers-Briggs website that only 17% of executives are confident that their organizations have the right leadership to deliver on their strategic priorities. How can associations benefit from Myers-Briggs? Sure, that's a great question. So there's there's a lot that we could probably get into, um, you know, take more than probably a half hour podcast, but I think one of the, the most important things to understand about MBTI is the fact that it has nothing to do with the skills that you have as an individual or a leader or your aptitude to do those jobs. Um, so it's, it, it cannot really tell companies or hiring managers who they should hire or who is the best fit for a position within their organization. But with that said, to your point, what it can provide is personal understanding and knowledge of an individual's personality preferences, which can be very effective as you're understanding how you can impact that team and do those things. Um, once that is understood, teams can then kind of utilize that information to help enhance the overall collective performance of the team by improving communication, identifying team leadership traits, providing insight into how individuals in the team can take in information and make decisions on that information. So while it may not address that issue that only 17% of executives are confident their organizations have the right leadership to deliver on that strategic priorities, what it can do is help provide you a common knowledge and a, and a, a, a basis in terms of your culture of your organization and helping that leadership team understand those personal preferences and how you can use those to enhance communication, become more effective by making sure there's there's uh, appropriate trust amongst the team, um, how you communicate things out to that, to your team, both on the membership side and your internal team, and really how you can kind of enhance the effectiveness of that team from where they are now to a new level. And I always refer to that as, you know, you're going to help understand what you're leaving on the table in terms of your ability as a team. You know, assessing somebody's skills to actually do the job, that's a whole other conversation. But Myers-Briggs and MBTI can certainly provide people that, that personal insight and understanding and how that affects the overall effectiveness of the team at a, at a bunch of different levels. <clears throat> so are you an advocate for, you know, team members taking the test and then sharing with one another what their personality uh, reflects? Sure. So one thing with MBTI, you know, as a, as a practitioner that's certified, um, it's important to know that, you know, the results of your assessment are strictly between you and me um, as the practitioner. Whether you share that with your team is totally up to you. Right. But with that said, you know, that's the ethical part of all MBTI. With that said is, you know, it's, it's really important as we begin to work with teams and individuals that we have that conversation about you know, how important um, this information is. Um, I have worked with organizations that there are a few members of the team that just aren't comfortable sharing that, and that's perfectly fine. We can still do a lot of effective work using MBTI and amongst that team. But ultimately, if uh, they are able to share that information or willing to share that information, 
it, it really kind of, you know, positively impacts that entire team from a holistic, holistic view that way. So I'm certainly an advocate of sharing it, but it's totally up to that person if they, if they share it or not. Yeah, I can see where that would be beneficial to share, but I can also understand where people may not be comfortable divulging that much. It might be a little too vulnerable for them. Sure, um, absolutely. So I know there are a lot of myths out there about Myers-Briggs. Mm -hmm. Can we take some time to debunk those myths? Sure, absolutely. What are the biggest ones that you're familiar with? <laughs> I think the most common misperception or, uh, or myth around Myers-Briggs is that it's so difficult to understand compared to some of the other assessments that are out there, such as true colors or the disc assessment or, or some of the other ones that are out there. And, and, and I have to admit, I think while Myers-Briggs and MBTI is more involved in regards to the information that is provided and generated based on your assessment, is absolutely unmatched in terms of the psychometric and statistical development of that assessment and how accurate it actually is and how valid it is based on the 70 plus years that it's been in existence and how they how Myers-Briggs goes about developing this. And so I think the biggest misperception is that it, it's very difficult to understand. Um, and, and I would say that while it is, there, the amount of information that you have, once you get in there and dive into it, um, it may take a little bit more time to understand than maybe say true colors or the disc assessment, but the outcome and the impact it can have on you personally and collectively as a team is unlimited and frankly unmatched in my opinion compared to some of the other assessments and, and tools that are out there. Um, so that's, that's probably the biggest myth that I run into that I talk to people about. <clears throat> okay, so not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, okay. If someone has an assessment come back with, you know, like I'm an INFJ, um, mm -hmm. how do you use that information to guide a leader and improve their performance and, and leadership? Sure. Um, so, so that's like the million dollar question, right? So by going through your assessment, it, it starts with, um, you have your four letters like you, I'm an ISTJ. So we have very, some very similar, you know, things in terms of our personality. Um, but I, I go through and help them understand what their report says. So we go through a process first that you take your assessment. Um, and I have the results and I don't just give you the results. We have to sit down and go over them um, because it's not ethical for me just to send things like, here you go, go do something with it. So we need to sit down and really understand it. So we go through a process that really validates your results versus um, your understanding of Myers-Briggs. And so that's the first thing that we do is to really spend some time to go over that and to make sure that that individual understands that. Uh, that's most effective in an individual one-on-one -on -one situation, but certainly it can be done um, in a group setting as well, especially if everybody's willing to share their results. Um, if not, then we go through the same process we would individually, um, but we spend some time as a, as a group going over what Myers-Briggs are, what the code, what's the, the different, uh, you know, parameters are, the, the letters, all that kind of stuff, what it means. And then I hand out your, your individual re results. And, and typically I would have them follow up individual calls with those people if we do it a team setting. Um, you know, it's best if you keep that team setting, say 15 to 20 people max, if, if that's the possibility. We can talk about that more later on. 
But what I help you do is to understand um, your preferences, what your four letters mean. And then the step two uh, part of Myers-Briggs is we divide those four letters down into even further details to help you really understand the specific traits about your personality. And so we go through that process to really make sure you understand the interpretation of your report, what that means, make sure we're on the same page, your, your results versus what you feel, uh, and, and really do a validation there. Once that's done, and say we're in a team setting, we then go through a process I like to call the living type table, and that's what Myers-Briggs calls it either, but we actually chart everybody's results out on a, on a table in the 16 different combinations that might be there. And we start to have conversations about, okay, what's the ISTJ versus the ESTJ, whatever, the different, the different uh, possibilities and combinations. And we start to really look at the dynamic of the team. So we start with understanding you personally and then how that affects the overall team. And what are some gaps that we can work on? How can we enhance communication? How can we leverage the different personality types within the team? How can we understand maybe where are some of the gaps on the team in terms of personality and how we take in information, how we make decisions? And we have to be very aware of those gaps um, as an executive team as we're, as we're moving forward. And so that's where it really starts to get fun. And we start to really take your personal preferences, look at them as a whole as a team, and then we, we do some coaching and, and, and you know, additional work with them to, to understand what that means and how we can enhance the team. Yeah, I can see where that would be beneficial because communication in any business environment, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. inter, interdepartmental or even within a team, communication is so core and having Absolutely. good communication skills for all of the team members and understanding, you know, communication challenges would, would absolutely be helpful mm -hmm. when thinking about businesses today with everybody being remote, you know, communication just becomes mm -hmm. one more, um, mm -hmm. obstacle. And so I can really mm -hmm. see where Myers-Briggs can help teams, you know, regardless of it, if they're face-to-face -face or remote. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> So, so talk a little bit about how associations, once they, they, they go through the Myers-Briggs um, process, how it can help take them to the next level. Sure. So, so the biggest thing that I, I feel like, and this is kind of my opinion, and I do have some experience doing this with organizations and I can see the enhancement that it's done. But the biggest thing that Myers-Briggs is going to provide an association, and, and let's take a, a situation where we say, you know, the entire organization has taken Myers-Briggs. They've, they've, they understand their personal personality preferences. They understand how they're taking in information and making decisions on things and, and where they get their energy for all that stuff that Myers-Briggs shows you. They're, they're really good at understanding what that is and how that impacts the overall team. What Myers-Briggs can do is it provides associations a common language and a framework that will help to enhance what I call the overall culture within that organization in some very important, very important areas, such as building trust, enhancing communication that we talked about, um, just understanding each other. You know, how many times have you been in a meeting where, you know, maybe somebody's sitting there that they're very quiet and you're like, boy, they're being a little standoffish. And why aren't they participating? Well, 
if you really understand maybe the personality of that person, maybe they're very, you know, introvert yeah. and they like to sit there and kind of, you know, think through things before they make that comment. And where the other person in the room, maybe they're very, you know, big picture thinking, they like to talk through, um, you know, the results and the, and the, and the information, and the data and talk through their decision-making process. And so that's just one easy example of, of how it can help to improve that communication. So instead of that person, you know, being, well, why, why aren't they participating? They say, well, that's, that's their personality. And so as a leader, I may have to say, Hey, Kevin, what, what are your thoughts? You know, I could tell you're kind of moving through and crunching through some data in your head. I'd love to hear what you have to think about that. And so it really just helps to kind of understand each other at a different level. So there's not that, that time loss where you're trying to figure out, you know, relationships, professional relationships with the office of why that person does something or why they don't. And so it, it provides that common language, that common understanding, and it really helps to build the overall culture within the organization on many different levels. And you can even use uh, some of the Myers-Briggs information, not only to enhance culture and building trust and all that, but you can also use that to, to really help to address some conflict resolution within the organization. And how can you be very intentful on uh, you know, resolving maybe some conflict that is there? Um, and how can you, you know, use that then to, to kind of enhance that overall team? And, and so to answer your question, it really is a common language that can be used to build the culture within the organization on many different levels, stemming from communication to building trust, to conflict resolution, to even leadership development, which we can talk about here in just a few minutes, if you want. I love that example you gave because I have <laughs> I have experienced leaders who said if you're not going to sit in a meeting and participate there's no point in you being there. And I exactly. you know being somebody who is more quiet in the meetings because I'm processing and thinking through and how does this connect mm -hmm. to strategy and how you know how mm -hmm. might we execute this or what might the obstacles be, you know, as somebody mm -hmm. who is a processor you know, mm -hmm. I, I may not be the active one just, just throwing out ideas, but it doesn't mean I don't bring value. And we talk about, you know, so much, especially within the association space about diversity mm -hmm. and inclusion that has to mm -hmm. include diversity and personality types. Absolutely. Um, and having mm -hmm. that at the executive level just makes organizations stronger. Mm -hmm. that's, you know, a, that's a great example. Yep. In the past, you've talked about the strong interest inventory being a great tool for association leaders. Do you want to share mm -hmm. a bit about that and why you find it to be such a great tool? Sure. Um, so the strong interest inventory is really interesting. So, you know, I became certified in Myers-Briggs, um, you know, first. And then one of the tools that they also have is what they call the strong interest inventory. And so I very quickly identified there's a huge opportunity for that too. So I went back and got certified in that process as well. And, and while MBTI provides kind of insight into your personal preference in terms of your personality, you know, that's one thing. The strong interest inventory um, provides insight to your personal preference in terms of your personal interest and what interests you and what energizes you and those kind of things. And so I primarily went and got certified in strong interest inventory because I, I do a lot of like career coaching and executive coaching with people. And, you know, not only people that are just starting out in their career and, hey, what am I going to do with my life? Like, like my daughter, I just went through that with her. She goes into college, but also, you know, people that have been in the workforce and, and are wanting to make a change in their career. 
or the people that are in their job and they love it, but okay, what's next within my organization? What's next? What, what do I need to do to get to that next level? And what does that next job look like? And so by combining the two strong interest inventory and the MBTI report into one report that they have, it really gives you a more holistic look in terms of not only your personality preferences, but also what interests you. And it gives you some more insight into, you know, how do you like to learn? What kind of risk do you feel comfortable taking? Do you like to work as a team or individually? Um, you know, what kind of communication do you like? Those kind of things. And so why MBTI is very effective to help, you know, the overall collective team um, and the individual kind of development and understanding. You couple that with strong interest inventory and, and it could have some, some big impact into the overall team development, but it really helps with things like leadership development. And so, you know, if I'm working with you on an executive coaching um, level, it, it helps helps to kind of guide some other things. Um, it helps with professional development of, you know, teams. So I have individuals that, that may have, um, you know, their five or six direct reports do the strong interest inventory. Um, and I work with them directly on, okay, what's next in your career? What are some areas of your development that you can work on? And so you can then, you know, as an organization, you know, it has nothing to do with your skill, just like Myers-Briggs. Um, it's not about that but it can help to identify some opportunities and some areas to enhance your leadership, enhance your career, help you understand kind of what's gonna keep me engaged at that next job? What's gonna keep me engaged at my current job? And what are some opportunities uh, that may be out there? And so it's really just kind of a great holistic kind of look at your personality and your interests and how can we help translate that into you know, higher performance for you and understanding as well as, you know, the team and, and ultimately your organization, which is what we're all here is to continue to drive the, the effectiveness of, of the organization and the team that we might be on. Right. Yeah. I could see where that would be helpful for sure. Mm -hmm. um, we are coming up on our time, but we've talked a bit oh. about communication and culture and those being mm -hmm. essential elements in positive and productive work environments, mm -hmm. even with those environments being remote. Can you share mm -hmm. a bit about the other consulting services that you offer through .orgsource? Absolutely. So, you know, the, the two big ones that, that we offer right now is uh, the Myers-Briggs kind of overview for both individuals and teams. Um, so that's like a 20-minute online assessment that you might take. And then, like I mentioned before, um, it would be an hour individual review or, you know, even a 90 minute to two hour team review if we do that. So we call that the, the introduction to Myers-Briggs. Um, that's just a way to introduce it to your organization um, and to, um, you know, begin to get you involved in understanding what Myers-Briggs is and all the power that it has and how it can enhance your organization. Kind of the next step with that that we offer is, you know, how do we enhance communication using Myers-Briggs? So that would be kind of the next step. And that's where we could come in and, and typically it's a three or four hour kind of, you know, um, workshop that ideally is in person, but we could certainly, you know, given the pandemic and the current restraints, we could certainly do that virtually as well. Uh, but that's where we really take all of the information with Myers-Briggs that we, that we received. We chart it out, we start looking at the things like the living type table that I was talking about. We start to have conversations amongst that, that uh, leadership group about, 
you know, what are the gaps? What are the enhancements that we can do? How do we really leverage this newfound powerful information that we received from MBTI? Um, and how does that translate into some opportunities for us as a leadership team to understand what we're truly leaving on the table? Um, so, you know, ideally that would be the second step. Um, some other things that we do that, that, that help out is really, you know, coming in to, to look at your culture. And so we've done some work with some other organizations through OrgSource um, to really come in and, and look at your culture, um, help you identify what are those things that are important for you as an organization in terms of culture to ensure you're supporting your team, communicating properly, and providing them all the tools, resources, and, and kind of common language to enhance the overall culture of your organization. So those would be three things specifically around Myers-Briggs that, that we currently offer. And, and you know, in my, in my uh, experience with using Myers-Briggs, it always starts to, as you understand it, open up other opportunities and possibilities to say, hey, you know, what if we, we looked at this? This is a, a gap or this is an opportunity that we've identified through all this. And, you know, OrgSource, can you come in and help us, you know, facilitate going through that? And so we're certainly always open to, to doing those things as well. Uh, but those are some of the specific programs that we have in place that, that we can come in and offer uh, tomorrow if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your experience. This was very informative. And I think you're, you've given our listeners a lot to think about when it comes to using Myers-Briggs to advance their organizations. To our listeners, thanks for joining us today. If you would like to connect with Kevin, you can email him at martledge at orgsource.com, or he's also um, available on LinkedIn. For more tips and support for strengthening your association, be sure to visit .orgsource. If you'd like to access relevant information and resources, please consider joining Org Community, which is a platform for association leaders to connect and learn from one another into Orgsource consultants. Thanks again for joining us. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discovered tips and information that will add value to your leadership style and your association. .orgsource specializes in positioning teams for success with solutions for technology, strategy, and marketing. Please contact us at info at orgsource.com to find out how to get your organization on track to Association 4.0. You can also engage in other educational content by becoming a member of .org community or reading our books on Association 4.0, which you can find on Amazon. We look forward to hearing from you soon.